You know, I was, uh, I heard a story, I was listening, I heard a story about a little kid that he fell out of his bed and his mom said, what happened? And, and he said, I don't know, I guess, I guess I stayed too close to where I got in. And I just want to say, man, that's a, it's a real powerful thought when, when we're moving and going in a relationship with Christ. We don't want to stay where we're ever at. We want to always keep moving. We've had so many people come to the Lord, open their heart to the Lord and come into a relationship. I've had so many men and women come up to me and say, I want to get baptized now. I want the next step. And I just want to encourage everyone that we don't want to stay where we got in at. We want to keep going, and I want that fire to just keep burning inside of everyone because we're journeying together. And I can tell you there's a danger by staying where you're at and getting too comfortable. Um, and I personally, in my walk, have had periods where I've just not moved too much. And you will fall out sometimes, and, and uh, it doesn't feel good. So I want to encourage everyone, especially all the, the men and women that have been coming forward every single week. It's just been so powerful, and there's such a hunger and, power and fire in here. So keep moving. Pastor Dan, who was here Sunday? I, I want to dovetail on that. What a powerful message. You know, one of the things that he said, aside from the whole thing was powerful, but one of the things that, that he brought up was that Jesus always spoke to the identity, not the behavior. And I felt like that really touched me Sunday, and I started thinking about it. And I want to talk a little bit more about that um, because it's really common, and in substance abuse treatment, and a lot of men and women here have been through a lot of classes, and we always discuss this very same concept. And it's really simple. When you have a disease, you look at the disease model, it says you have an organ, a defect, and symptoms. And for too long, culturally, our society has attacked the symptoms. The symptoms of substance abuse don't even look like symptoms. They just look like badness. And, and so we've been running around attacking, stigmatizing, marginalizing, uh, uh, accusing, judging symptoms. This house has always welcomed people with symptoms that weren't very nice sometimes. I read a story about a little boy that had a brain tumor and they didn't know this. And um, he just one day started getting aggressive at school. He started getting violently aggressive. His whole demeanor, everything about him changed. And, and they discovered he had a brain tumor and they went to the defect and they addressed the tumor. They didn't punish him because the behavior changed they went right to the defect, corrected that, and the symptoms left. And why that's so powerful, because when we go to our identity and we, and we address the identity, the symptoms of our life fade away. The things we used to do, no longer we do. We're not even comfortable doing it. Not because we went to uh, uh, behavior modification, not because we got yelled at or jailed or, or, or any of those things, simply because the identity issue was sealed in us, 
all the symptoms or sin lifestyle melted away. <clears throat> and so, you know, like treatment, we don't chase behaviors. Here, you know, we do want you to behave well, and I try my hardest to behave well. But when I understand completely and fully who I am, the things that I used to do that I was all right with are no longer okay with me. Because of who I am, those things are no longer a part of my life. Paul even says, listen, all things are permissible. It's just not all profitable. You could do whatever you want. There is no condemnation. None of that is there. It's gone, vacated, empty. However, it's not all going to be good for you. Use wisdom. We saw a couple weeks ago in James chapter 3, perfect wisdom, perfected wisdom is a bridal tongue. The Holy Spirit giving us a new language that our words line up with our Father's word. And it says in Proverbs that a house is built on wisdom and understanding. And so we certainly need to keep journeying so we don't fall out of the bed. Journey forward. Throw the first scripture up there. I don't even know what scripture I have. 1 Corinthians 12, 2, 12 and 13. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. 13. Which things we also speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. One of the things that's most difficult is me not bringing in human wisdom to the things God's revealing to me. The hardest thing for me to not do is inject in the spiritual growth of my, my, my spirit man the natural wisdom I have. I always want to try and make sense of everything. It's like trying to make sense of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the natural, we'll get really frustrated when we try and make sense of those things. We ought not even do that. In fact, it says that the spiritual things will combine with the spiritual words. So we want to allow the spirit of the living God inside of us to do the right thing. Scripture tells us God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. So that says that there's spirits out there that we can attach ourselves to, right? It even says if you clean your house out and you don't fill it with the spirit of the living God, the spirit that you kicked out is going to go and get seven more. So you may have kicked out heroin, and it's going to come right up and get anger, jealousy, and, and greed, and all those. And they're going to come kicking the door in, and you're going to be worse off than the way you were. So we know there's spiritual things at play in the world all the time. We see them, we've experienced them, we've been, we've been subject to them, and now we need to know just like those things, just like anger, just like those things can take over us, just like fear, all those things, there's a spirit that's in us that is powerful, more powerful than anything in the world, and we need to, by faith, believe in that spirit. By faith. Now, now, if you try and make sense of this in the natural, 
It's gonna, it's gonna be a very difficult thing. By faith, we need to accept these things and everything Christ has done for us. We had a lot of people come and turn their life over to the Lord. Great. By faith, we need to do the next few things. And we need to stay there. I don't know how you can, how you can determine a, a person's anger or how you can, in the natural, explain that you know what you know. We just know it, right? We know it. And by faith, we need to know that the power of Christ in us is working. Go to the next scripture. Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, I want you to know that that word... Confess, my phone's blowing up. I think it's the president. It's, yeah, yeah, you do the right thing for a little while, a few 24s, you have presidents calling you. Nuclear disarmament in the Middle East. They got me doing that. <laughs> they, don't, they should call me. <clears throat> that word confess is the word homo legeo. It means the same word. It means the same word, homo logeo. If you use the same word with your mouth that Jesus, as Lord, if you and Jesus' word are the same, if you, and I talked about this three weeks ago in James, that the tongue, the tongue, no man can bridle, but the spirit can. So if you will allow Christ and your words to become one and believe, have faith. Have faith. You don't have to figure it out. It's foolishness to the world, right? we already seen how all the things are foolishness to the world. We can't make sense of those. We have to walk by faith, believe by faith. We have to trust. If you will, homo legeo, with what? By the way, that word's used 758 times. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That word saved is sozo, and I know a lot of people know what that Greek word is. We need to have faith that the Spirit of God is doing a work. And we came up and believed and opened our heart, invited Christ in for a relationship to transform us, to move us, to save us. One of the things that's important to know is what are we getting saved from and where are we getting saved to? Because this is a good place to start, just like sending a rocket from the earth. If you're off just a quarter inch on the earth, by the time it gets to the moon, you've missed it by 100,000 miles. The farther out you go when you're off in the beginning, the farther you get away from your intended target. You end up in places believing teachings, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything other than there's a lot of bad, bad, bad teachings. And they make a ton of money. And I hear them all the time. And they have tons of people. And, and listen, if you're off a little bit right here, by the time you journey a little bit, you're going to get farther and farther and farther. And the mark has never changed. It's always been the tree of life. It's always been Christ. It's never changed. But if you're off 
here, you're going to miss it by a thousand miles there. You're going to find yourself condemning, judging, and picking up stones everywhere you look. Yeah. Go to the next scripture. For I'm determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is Paul, by the way. He said, I don't want to know nothing. Paul, Paul was given, he was given revelation that no other disciple was given. In fact, out of all the disciples, he knew the law and tradition and the schooling better. The rest of them were just fishermen and stuff like that. They, they really didn't. Paul, you couldn't tell him nothing about this book here. Not only did he go to the greatest schools, he was blameless. He was zealous. He had everything going for him and he was chosen to deliver a message of grace. He was chosen above the others for a ministry different than the others. He said, I don't care about none of that. I wanna know Christ and him crucified. So we're gonna get back to that little jump off point. If we're a little bit off at the beginning, what are we being saved from? What are we getting saved to? Go to the next scripture. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So we have, a, we have a first Adam, living soul, and then we have a last Adam that became. So the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. We have the first man, second man. We see Paul describing in Romans and Corinthians this whole concept of, of, of a first Adam, last Adam, first man, second man. You guys following me here? I want you to know that we're being saved from one to the other. And the cross, the only why Paul wants to know nothing but Christ and him crucified is because that is where it all happens. That is where we see the last Adam and then we see the second man. We see new creation. We see first fruit. We see the expressed image of God. Go to the next scripture. I got a couple minutes. Let me go to some red letters. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama, sabachachani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, I've always wondered about this scripture. I've heard a lot of teachings about this scripture. I've heard all kinds of people, you know, share with me what they thought this scripture meant. And I, you know, I'm not saying, you know, one way or the other. I'm just saying, this is a tough scripture. Why would God forsake Jesus? When, when you go into the Old Testament, you're going to see a couple things that are really fascinating. One fascinating thing is, is that God is always referred to as Lord God. And God always refers to the chosen as his people. So the Lord God, the Lord God, Jesus never used my God. He always said, my father. 
He said, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. I go to my father where I go. Jesus always used my father. In fact, they were so offended by that, it wrecked them. They wanted to kill them. The Old Testament, their fathers were Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's all they talked about. Their fathers were Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The relationship was between the Lord God and a chosen people. In the New Testament, Jesus says, I am one with him, he is one with me, you are one with us. My father, in my father's house, he changes the relationship. So we get to the cross, we get right here. Many people think that God was forsaking Jesus, but on the cross, he was the last Adam. And the last Adam said, my God, my God, why are you doing this? We're gonna get into covenants because see, the Bible tells us that for a divorce and a covenant to end, there needs to be a death. In fact, if there's not a death, and I'm not gonna to get too deep in this right now, but if there's not a death, it's adultery. Adam had to be dealt with in every covenant from Adam up to Jesus. And there had to be a price to be paid. And Adam on the cross said, my God, my God. Go to Genesis, go throughout the Bible. My God, why have you forsaken me? And then Jesus says, it is finished. It is finished is representative of the sixth day when God finished. And there was another day we were always intended to be in. On the cross, Adam ends. Jesus enters in to the seventh day. In In the garden, Jesus is confronted. In the, in the garden, three days after it was finished, Jesus is confronted. And he said, don't touch me. I go to my father, your father, my God and your God. I changed the relationship. I changed the relationship and your sons. I changed the relationship that they didn't want to understand. And instead of being a people group, you're a son. And this isn't about condition of gender. It's about position of heart. Because I'm a bride, you're a son. You're a son, and I'm a bride. It's the position of our heart in relationship to a loving father. 
It's no longer something that's a mystery. Even though they wanted to kill, even though they were upset at Jesus, what he did on the cross was ended Adam so that we could become sons. Galatians 4.1 says, listen, that, that you're heir to everything, but you still think that you're a slave. <clears throat> I just want everyone in here to know their identity and who they are. And there's nothing and no condemnation that can take or separate you from your position because you believe and have faith. Once you do that, it is the Holy Spirit, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we walk this out in the flesh by faith that he would manifest and transform, that we would become the image of our Father through the perfect one in us, Christ. So I just want to uh, piggyback on, on Pastor Dan's message on identity versus behavior. Do good. Do the best you can. And that's great. But never forget who you are and your sonship and your ability as a son to inherit all things from a loving father without condemnation. That's all been dealt with. He's not trying to perfect Adam anymore. He's not trying to make Adam a little better. He's not trying to do any tricks with Adam. <clears throat> he took Adam to the cross and died. He took you, he took me to the cross and died and rose us as him, Christ. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So, <clears throat> Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Lord, let us not just sit still at the end of the bed. Let this fire burn in everyone here tonight. Let us be encouraged to seek out the word of God, Lord. Let us look in this great book that the Holy Spirit provided for us to reveal, to teach us about your word to unveil the deep mysteries that, that, that the deep go to deep, that from glory to glory, you will continue to take us on that journey and that path of perfection, Lord God, that we would be transformed, translated, conformed into your, your image, Lord God. So I just ask everyone in here, Lord God, tonight that their, their hearts and minds would be open to what the Spirit is saying, that their faith and that their belief would continue to increase, that they would be on fire for Jesus Christ and him crucified, to know that and only that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.